Another way children learn to relate is through practicing, practicing relationships with siblings and other children. We recognize the challenge will almost certainly be greater if you have stepchildren or a child with particular issues such as a disability, a behavioral disorder, or other special needs in your family mix. Our aim is to help our children build good relationships with other children inside and outside the family. There are pros and cons to having brothers and sisters. Well, it's kind of good because you don't, you're never lonely and you never have a dull mo moment. You can always have something, always have someone annoying you or something like that. You're never just sitting there doing Where nothing. Sometimes you wish you didn't have them. Sometimes you do. Most of the time you do, of course. 99% of the time you do want them. 1% of the time is when you mess up the room or <laughs> have to clean the bathroom. Well, actually, forget the bathroom because then I'd have to do it all by myself. Do you need someone to keep you company? Someone to play with? Me and Johnny sometimes have fights. So. <laughs> yeah, me and Max are probably the prone to like having arguments the most because we share a room. And we play together like funny games and we laugh a lot and we play in the bath and we play outside in the garden. The best thing about it is you got lots of company and it's you got someone to play with and it's really good fun once someone's done something funny and then you can laugh about it together. And the thing about having each other is someone's always there for you. I, I have my older sister and she's just really strict about me going in her room. One yeah, step and I'm sister. dead. It's very fun having a brother. If I didn't have one, um, I wouldn't, it wouldn't be that fun, so I'm glad I've got one. It's very fun with him. And when you are reading a book, I always want to play it. Yes, we have a long argument about that sometimes. <laughs> but it always, but normally it always ends with Emma leaving the room. Doesn't it, Emma? Yes. Our expectation and hopes as parents is that our children build bonds that will become very strong over the years. It's true that sometimes the chemistry between siblings doesn't work, but usually it does, and we should expect the best in the long term. In the short term, however, it can be very frustrating. Just having three small children and one on the way is when they, when they, when they don't get on with each other and there's bickering going on and one's teasing and the other one's crying and we can't all just be a happy family because there's noise and drama going on. That really... That really gets me mad. One father commented, having one child makes you a parent, having two makes you a referee. <laughs> we want to look at five points that help with these relationships. First, value each child as unique rather than comparing, either favourably or unfavourably, to another. There's a distinction between sibling squabbles, which are normal and part of the whole process of learning to build healthy relationships, and sibling rivalry, which is more serious. I think if you live in a family, you can expect that there will be fights and squabbles and, and conflict between your children. It comes from living under the same roof and wanting the same things. Um, I think where you might stop and think, is there something else going on here, is if one of your children is consistently saying, it's not fair, 
if they genuinely feel that they're not getting um, a fair deal from you and they're accusing you basically of some kind of favoritism and then to stop and ask yourself is there anything in this children comparing themselves with a brother or sister is the root of sibling rivalry and turns them into competitors rather than allies a child can start to think why do they love him more than they love me why does she get more attention why do they give her bigger and better presents than me or why do they always tell me off it's unhelpful to make one child look good by doing another one down a really helpful tip is avoid labeling a child so for example if we say he's the sporty one in our family or she's the brightest or he's the good-looking one the others will tend to think i'm no good at sport or i'm not intelligent or i haven't got good looks and may feel resentful or give up trying to do their best similarly if we say he's the naughty one the child in question can take that on as his or her identity within the family as one child said if i can't be good i'll be the best at being bad Sometimes we don't realise we're favouring one child over another and we develop unhelpful habits. I've got three children and my son is a very kind of, was very curious and inquisitive and clever boy. And his younger sister um, found it quite difficult. And I remember once at the table, she said something, we were discussing something and she volunteered an opinion. And he broke in to say something and we turned to him to listen to what he had to say. And she suddenly said, you're always doing that. When I say something and then he comes in, you always pay attention to what he says. And we had never noticed that. We were used to hearing him say clever things. Um, and it was almost unconscious, but it was a good way of stopping to think, oh, hang on a minute, what's going on here? Equally, we may need to pay special attention to an older child if a younger one has special abilities and to find things to commend each of them for. Well, our question for you to look at today is what could help you listen effectively to your child or children, particularly when they're expressing negative emotions such as hurt, anger, disappointment or sadness? What would help? Have a good discussion. We'll see you tomorrow.